This is Sarah Gushi and Jackie Kirihara, and, and you're, you're listening, listening to the Herbs, Births, and Babies podcast. Today we thought we'd talk about nutrition and pregnancy, which as naturopaths is a topic very close to our hearts. Yes. Um, and something that we go over almost every prenatal. Yeah, every prenatal. We're talking about food. It's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and pregnancy is a really motivating time, I think, for many people to take better care of themselves than ever before to therefore make an effort to eat better than they maybe normally do because they're caring for and growing a baby. There's just another level of this hyper awareness about everything that's happening in your body, everything that's going into your body, right? what's happening around you that's impacting how your body is changing. Yeah. And it's really eye-opening for a lot of women, I think. Yeah, and that was really your experience. Oh, definitely. And as we were talking about it, we were talking about how ideally... If you're planning on getting pregnant, and I think we'll have a whole nother podcast about preconception, but ideally you start prenatals a couple months before, you really eat well, especially the few months before getting pregnant to really stock up because, boy, that first trimester can be challenging. It can be really rough, and it's such an important time for the baby's development of all of the major structures and organ development. They're really teeny, they're really tiny, so you can coast a little bit on how your nutrition has been. So as long as you aren't going into the pregnancy really depleted, really depleted, there'll be enough for the baby to get through, um, even if you're having significant nausea and sometimes vomiting. Yes, um, which that's another topic that I think we should address completely. Basically, first trimester, you just got to do the best you can, which I find a lot of women there, here they are really motivated, but then they're finding that they can't eat the vegetables that they normally eat or, right, and they're eating a lot more typically comfort food. Just what you can get down. I didn't really have a lot of the vomiting, but I had Uh a lot of aversions and it was even down to being averse to drinking water. Like I was having a hard time being in the kitchen, smelling anything that was being made. And I remember my husband traveled when I was in my first trimester for an extended period of time and my mom came and we just struggled so much figuring out what I could and couldn't eat. What did you eat? It ended up being a lot of comfort food things. Like like what? Plain potatoes Uh or um, pasta. pasta. Sometimes I could do pizza if it didn't have any like spice to it uh-huh. uh, but sometimes I would all of a sudden have a wave of you know an appetite and I would get something and then I would get so sick oh. and a lot of times I couldn't figure out 
if it was if I didn't eat then I would get sick or if right. I would eat certain things and then I would get sick and it kind of just seemed like a combination of both yeah but for sure. yeah first trimester can really rock your world <laughs> as for far sure. as eating goes yeah so I mean the main thing is to eat a little bit of something every couple hours and as I said we're going to talk about that um, in more in depth in a future podcast but don't be too hard on yourself. And also, if you can't take the pre, I mean, prenatals when you feel really nauseous can make you throw up. And obviously, if you throw up, they're not helping you. Right. So you may have to take a break from prenatals or get gummy. Switch a form. Yeah. Yeah. There are gummy prenatals. Uh, sometimes even that is too much. But yeah. if you're able to do a little gummy prenatals, if you're even if you're mostly eating mac and cheese and mashed potatoes and toast and crackers for a while there um you know do the best you might be surprised like oh look at that today i can eat caesar salad (laughs) but um and on the other hand there are women who feel fine first trimester and they're really able to step up their game and continue or eat better or continue to eat well but um it's it's okay if that's if you can't right we'll get through and then when you hit second trimester usually that's when the sun comes out but yeah (laughs) it isn't always exactly at 12 weeks sometimes it lingers the bad into 14 15 or even beyond a little bit where it's a little dicey or there's hard days but coming out of that it's time to back off those carbs a little bit and really here's my big um, lecture that I'm always giving protein 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 it's dr sarah with the pom-poms yelling (laughs) protein 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 (laughs) um and really colorful plate like good variety i always hear you saying that to moms you can't eat too many vegetables Mm -hmm. it's really not possible it is possible to i think eat too much fruit fruit often really appeals when you're pregnant all the juicy and sour and it's not that i don't want you to eat those things i absolutely do but you can't have a snack that's just a bunch of fruit you have to balance it out with something so have some nuts with your fruit or have peanut butter peanut butter yeah almond butter or some cheese maybe cheese and apple is pretty tasty for example Mm -hmm. um or yogurt with your blueberries it's blueberry season i've been eating an insane amount of that lately (laughs) um but um the biggest push in second trimester is it's a really big time for the growth of the baby and second trimester is also the time that women gain the most weight Mm -hmm. so first trimester it can be variable to even losing a little bit of weight because of nausea um some women gain some just because they're eating so many of the the comfort foods whatever it is it's okay second trimester often there's more appetite there's there's still room in your stomach the nausea has abated so there's that's often there when we see some big growth big spurts of growth for both baby and weight gain and if you're making good choices then you gain what you gain um often third trimester your stomach is smaller uh, the baby's taking more and more from you yeah usually women aren't able to eat as much or well maybe they're eating as much but in smaller amounts yeah, there's just less physical space too for you to <laughs> that much food into so the weight gain usually goes down um unless there's you know swelling which is a whole different deal but 
So some of the like, tips that I've heard you give moms huh. is you're talking the big protein, protein, protein push is also about blood sugar regulation. Yeah. And we talk a lot about sleep issues during yes, pregnancy. Something that you often tell moms is to make sure that you're eating some sort of a protein snack before bed, right? Yeah, before bed. And if you find yourself awake for no good reason in the night, there's a good chance that your blood sugar is low. So having something right by your bed, like some string cheese or some nuts or, um, gosh, I had one woman who had a little cooler with a little turkey sandwich that she oh, wow. ate in the middle of every night. Wow. And she loved it. It was the best sandwich ever. Um, I just had granola bars and a jar of nut butter. That works. But the idea is that you don't have to lay it up and go to the kitchen. Right. You get up and go to the bathroom because you have to do that a lot when you're pregnant. And then just eat something without thinking about it, and you're likely to get to back to sleep sooner because that baby is continuously siphoning off your blood sugar while you're sleeping, while you're going through your day. So going even three or four hours without eating is a stress on your body when you're yeah. pregnant. Well, because what happens is when your blood sugar drops like that, your cortisol spikes, and that's right. what wakes you up. That's what wakes you up, and during the day, that can make you feel anxious yes. or, or um, just foggy, yep. foggy thinking um, or tired. Mm -hmm. So keeping the food going, including some protein, not just protein, but including protein, um, every couple hours throughout the day before bed and sometimes during the night really helps many women feel more even keel on a lot of emotionally, energy-wise. So other things about third trimester that can pop up other than just needing to do smaller meals because of less physical space is heartburn. Um, it's true that that one sometimes means that eating right before bed is not a great idea, mm -hmm. um, that having a little bit more space before you lie down or not lying down completely helps and it it's weird because sometimes heartburn is caused by things that you would think would cause heartburn like spicy food or tomato or something but i've had women get heartburn from drinking water so yeah. <laughs> um and then of course there are some women who get no heartburn at all mm -hmm. one thing i do at my prenatals is ask people what they ate the day before um at every prenatal every prenatal it's like a memory test but also but we also get really great ideas we for do get meals some good recipe ideas yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true i'm like often thinking oh that sounds really good how did you make that um, because we've got some great great uh, great cooks in my practice yeah very creative course smoothies I'm a, a strong proponent of smoothies because even when you're not feeling that great or a lot of things don't appeal you can put enough frozen fruit or fresh fruit in there that it tastes good but also a nice protein powder of your choice um, as well as things like flax seeds or chia seeds which the fiber can help things move around um, a smoothie as a mid-morning snack or mid-afternoon snack um, or something that you're just kind of sipping, that can be um, really helpful and a good way to get another like 20 grams of protein. I don't uh -huh. think I mentioned that 80 to 100 grams of protein a day is a good goal. And doing that in addition to helping pregnant people feel better, um, eating more protein uh, lessens your risk of developing things like preeclampsia and gestational diabetes. Uh -huh. 
and also gaining a healthy amount of weight for both you and baby. Yep. So covers a lot of bases to do that. That's why I have the pom-poms. Yes. <laughs> Other power snacks, like there's a lot you can do in terms of making a some kind of a protein, where well, you can buy all kinds of protein bars. I personally think that a lot of them are awfully sweet. I'm, in my family, we've made variations on protein bars that include um, dates. Um, there's some research around them, around them helping with cervical ripening, which is cool, but you can do a lot with like dates and nuts and chocolate or chocolate chips. And, yeah. Um, nut, nut butters. butters and even protein powder in there and come up with little little chocolate ball things that are delicious and also highly nutritious or little little bars of various kinds maybe they have some dried fruit or something a little bit in there too the importance of drinking water there's a lot of great options with uh, carbonated water now there's so many different electrolyte mixes that you can add to your water I think first trimester first trimester too. especially so, like, yeah coconut water is a classic oh, yeah. please drink it <laughs> it's great for electrolytes and fluid and also we should should mention broths yes if you're somebody who likes bone broth or other or oh, miso broth. miso soup i had miso soup a lot yeah miso soup has great electrolytes and in japan that's like the go-to if you have a funny tummy have a little miso soup so um miso chicken broth like any any vegetable broth any of those are also great sources of electrolytes and fluid so when you have electrolytes, that helps your body hold on to the fluid. Right. If you're just drinking water, 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 it's going through and it's not, I mean, do drink water, but not just water. I wanted to just for a moment um, <coughs> comment on different diets. Mm. It's possible to have a healthy pregnant on a wide variety of diets. And um, I guess I'm a little biased towards feeling like eating some meat in pregnancy. If ever there was a time to eat meat, it's when you're growing another human being or breastfeeding and feeding another human being. But um, I know that I was vegetarian for a while before I got pregnant and then I was craving meat and thinking, okay, I think I, think I should eat this. But um, I certainly have worked with um, quite a few vegetarians and vegans who have had very healthy pregnancies. But you have to work at it. Vegetarians, if you eat some eggs, eat more eggs than you've ever eaten before. If you eat some dairy, eat, you know, dairy has, uh, because of the protein, has calcium and magnesium, has, is also, I think, really useful when you're pregnant. Um, if you don't eat those things, if you're vegan, you're just going to have to eat more nuts and seeds and legumes than you've ever eaten in your whole life and really work at it and I've totally seen that work but um, it takes some effort you know um, and then on the other end of hand we have like paleo people um, who are gonna need to eat more carbs than they would normally eat and maybe that's not grains that's not saying it has to be grains but those people maybe need to eat more sweet potatoes and more cassava tortillas and yeah. things like that than they would typically eat because right. it takes a lot of everything, every macronutrient, every micronutrient to grow a baby. We were talking about how not all midwives 
will review every mama's diet, every prenatal. And I think the, the really big benefit of doing that is that you get to talk about these little nuances and get to kind of assess do they need support of ideas of what to bring in. If they're yeah. not able to eat certain things, if they have these different um, dietary plans or choices um, and how to work with them to really optimize where they're at with their diet while they're pregnant. We talk about diet a lot, but it's also really important to be gentle on yourself and recognize that you're not always going to be able to have the time or energy or that it's not going to be perfect. Um, the baby that gets first dibs and you get the leftovers, so the baby's generally going to be fine. So if you're making poor choices, it's just you're really the one who may not feel as great that day and it's going to be fine. So cut yourself some slack because you're doing just fine. It's hard to grow a baby and you can do it. Mm-hmm.